Welcome to the Comic Web Superman Old Time Radio Podcast, where each week we bring you an exciting radio episode from the early years of the Man of Steel. The Comic Web sells old time radio programs and comic books. Comic Web also offers two other podcasts. One is a variety of old time radio programs, and the other is a video podcast of old movie serial cliffhangers. You can find them on our website, comicweb.com, or just type Comic Web into iTunes and you should find them. Now just sit back, relax, and enjoy this episode of Superman. Thank you. Faster than a speeding bullet, more powerful than a locomotive, able to leap tall buildings at a single bound. Up in the sky, it's a bird, it's a plane, it's Superman! Kellogg's Pep, P-E-P-Pep. Kellogg's Pep, the sunshine cereal presents... The Adventures of Superman. Today, while a much-worried Clark Kent anxiously awaits further word on the whereabouts of his revealing letter... Two Metropolis characters are regarding its contents with stunned amazement. Hello there, gang. This is your pal Dan McCullough. You know, the news spread like wildfire last week when I began telling you about that brand new series of comic buttons Kellogg's Pep is putting out. One fellow tells another, and one girl tells her girlfriend until everybody's all hepped up about collecting these terrific new buttons. Kellogg's Pep sure has a swell idea there, putting pictures of your funny sheet favorites on white enameled buttons so that you can wear them pinned on your jacket or your dress or cap. And it's more fun than a circus swapping the buttons when you get duplicates. You see, there are 18 new buttons in all. Old comic strip friends like the, like the Little Moose and Brenda Starr and Barney Google and Superman himself. And each one looks just as real as he does in the funny papers. So make sure that you get all 18 of them. Start mom buying Kellogg's Pep for you right away. That's the only way you can get these exclusive prizes, one in every package of that sunshine cereal, Kellogg's Pep. You don't have to send in a single penny, not even a box stop. And you can't buy them anywhere, but you just look inside the Pep package, and there's your prize. And there's some mighty swell eating, too. A breakfast dish with a sunny golden toasted flavor that you'll really latch on to. Ask mom for P-E-P, the sunshine cereal, Kellogg's Pep. Now, the adventures of Superman. Before he left to search for the lost planet Apollo, Superman left Dr. Millison a sealed letter in which he revealed the secret of his double identity and which was to be given to Editor Perry White in the event Superman failed to return. But now, the letter has disappeared. While Superman hunted frantically for it, a little man named Buster, who was unable to read, brought a letter he had found in a taxi to his companion, a man he calls Eyebrows, and asked him to read it to him. Eyebrows glanced casually through the letter, then gasped. Great snakes, Buster. This letter is from Superman. As we continue now, in their room at the Metropolis Hotel, Buster's eyes have grown round as saucers in his pink babyish face as Eyebrows reads the letter. Dear Mr. White, Lois and Jim, prepare yourselves for a shock. I already heard that part. Shut up and listen. Since there is a strong possibility that I may be lost in space while searching for the lost planet Apollo... Huh? ...or perhaps fall a victim to the direct rays of the sun... What's that? I'm arranging to have this letter delivered to you after a specific lapse of time, which would indicate that I am not returning to Earth. I don't get it. Hey, never mind. I, my dear friends, am the person you have long known only as Clark Kent. 
Hey, you said this letter was from Superman. Well? Well, the way you read it now, the guy, if you ask me, is a screwball. Well, he says it's somebody named Clark Kent. Sure. He's Clark Kent, too. Oh, there's two guys? Yeah, that's right. Ah, what you giving me? Not even Superman can be two different guys. Oh, no, no. You don't get it, Buster. The way he goes on to say here, when he's not making like Superman, he puts on regular clothes and a pair of glasses and passes himself off for a reporter named Clark Kent. But, but why does he disguise himself? Is he running a racket? No, no, no. I'm trying to tell you. Look, when he's a reporter, he can find out stuff without anybody getting wise he's Superman, see? Then he turns into Superman. And whammo, cracks down on the big shot thief or the spy, maybe, or whoever he's after. Ah, baloney. You can't make me believe a guy like Superman, what can jump from here to China like that, or pick up this whole hotel and drop it in the river, goes around disguising himself like it's somebody else. Why not? Uh, Why not? Well, I say it's a gag somebody's playing on this guy, Clark Kent, whoever he is. How could Superman get lost? Well, if he went looking for some planet, like he said. Well, well, I don't know. Well, still he couldn't get lost. Yeah, who said he got lost? He just says in this letter he might get lost or something else might happen to him. Now, look, Buster. If this letter is on the level, we'll be millionaires. All right, I tell you, it's a gig. Give me that again, eyebrows. I mean what you just said. I said if this letter is on the level, we'll be millionaires. Yeah? How? Why, there are plenty of big operators, real big operators. They're scared of Superman, see? Yeah. So how how does that make us a million bucks? Hey, don't you see? We sell this information about Superman and Clark Kent being the same guy. And whoever's planning a big job can have Kent tail, see? Then if Kent gets close, the guy trailing him tips off the boss before Kent can wise up all the way and make like Superman. Get it? Look at eyebrows. Even if you was right, which you ain't, how could you ever prove it? That's what I got to figure out right now. There must be a way. So shut up, Buster. Let me think. While Eyebrow seeks a way to prove the truthfulness of the astonishing information which has fallen into his hands, Clark Kent and Jimmy Olsen are in the office of the Red and White Taxi Company with Joe McCloskey, a driver who has just come off duty. Oh, sure, sure. I remember driving this young fellow up the observatory today. About noon it was. Two old guys were with him. That's right. Mr. White and Dr. Millis. Yeah, but I didn't find any letter in my cab. Uh-oh. Now what, Mr. Just Kent? a minute, Jim. Look, Mr. McCloskey. I just call me I... Mac. Everybody calls me Mac. Mac? Yes, oh, sir. okay, Mac. Did you examine your cab thoroughly after my friends got out of the observatory? Well, uh, no, no, I wouldn't say that. Uh, but you just looked the car over yourself. Yes, that isn't there now. Mr. White might have dropped it on the floor or behind the seat where another passenger found it. Yeah, I suppose that could be. Oh, gosh, how are we going to find out, Mr. Kent? Uh, your log, Mac. The record you keep of your trips might help us. Can you check where you went after you dropped your fare at the observatory? Well, uh, wait a minute. Let me see. Yeah, sure, here we are. I left the observatory at quarter to three. Went to 311 Park Place. Took a passenger there? Sure. Picked him up at the observatory. I remember he was a little guy with a beard. And he's the man we want to see. Look, can you come with us to where you took him, Mac? I'll pay you double for your time. Sure, be glad to go along, Mr. Fine, let's go. What do you say? What? 
What kind of a letter? A plain white envelope, Mr. Uh, Spittelheimer. Uh, Professor Marcus uh, Aurelius Spittelheimer. <clears throat> I'm head of the Applied Science Department at Metropolis University. Oh, yes, Professor Spittelheimer. I've heard of you, of course. Really? Uh-huh. Have you read my book? Well, uh, not, not, not the last one. Uh, uh, no, no, you no, really should letter. read my last book, Mr. Yes, Kent. As about a newspaper the la- reporter, you'll find it very interesting, very interesting indeed. <laughs> sure I will, and I'm looking forward to reading it, Professor. But about this letter, it, it's very important oh, to see. Oh, yes, I'd like a letter. To... What about a letter? Well, you see, I think it might have been dropped in the taxi you came back in from the observatory. Now, it was a plain white envelope, heavily sealed with red wax, and it was addressed to Perry White, Lois Lane, and Jim Olsen. We think Mr. White dropped the letter. Hmm. Well, I didn't see any letter. You sure. sure of that, Professor? Of course I'm sure, young man. Quite sure. I see. Well, thank you very much. All right, come on, Jim. Mac, let's go. <laughs> Washes up our idea that Mr. White lost the letter in Mac's taxi cab, huh? Yeah, it sure does. Not altogether. But the professor was in the cab after all. I know, Jim. Well, if the letter was there, he'd have seen it. Well, maybe not. If it was under one of the little spare seats or behind the main cushion, he might have missed it. Besides, it's obvious that he's the sort of person who's too preoccupied to pay much attention to things around him. Gosh, but I... I know, Jim, I know. You think we're playing an awfully long hunch. Yeah, that's right. But it's the only hunch I have right now, and I've got to follow it. Keep hoping we find the letter before somebody gets overly curious and opens it. Hey, Mr. Kemp, what was in this envelope? A lot of money? Something much more important, Mac. Take another look at your log, will you please? And tell me where you went after you dropped Professor Bittelheimer at his house here. Sure, sure. Hey, let me see. That'll be right here at the bottom of the sheet, because it was my last coin. Huh? Yeah, here it is. I picked up a fare on the boulevard and took him to the Metropolis Hotel. Gosh, that's the biggest hotel in town. Now, How just we... a minute, Jim. You remember what your last passenger looked like, Mac? Well, Mr. Kent, usual, I don't notice my fast much. Less than we get to talking, or there's something, uh, you know, uh, different about him. Like that professor with his beard. Well, try to remember, Mac. Try hard. It means a lot. Let me see. I remember now. There were two guys I picked up. Two? Yeah, sure. One was a little guy. A lot of help there. Quiet, Jim. Come on, Mac. Yeah, sure. And the other guy, I remember him. He was taller, and he had, a, he had bushy eyebrows like, uh... Well, like John L. Lewis, you might say. Oh? See? Black, bushy eyebrows. I remember now noticing them. Black, bushy eyebrows, eh? All right, let's get into the cab and go to the Metropolis Hotel. Oh, look, Mr. Kent. What? There's over a thousand rooms in the Metropolis Hotel. I know. And lobbies and dining rooms all full of people. How do you expect to find one man there, if he still is there, when all you know about him is that he has bushy eyebrows? Leave that to me, Jim. All right, let's go, Mac. Step on it. Okay, Mr. Kent, hang on! Face drawn with anxiety, Clark Kent is driven to the Metropolis Hotel, where we left eyebrows and Buster with the vital letter. But are they still there? We'll know in a moment when we return for the tense climax of today's episode. So stand by. You know, gang, there's sure a mad rush for the Kellogg's Pet Package these days because that's the only place you can get those comic buttons in the brand new second series all the gang's collecting. And are these new pep comic buttons terrific? Full-color, true-to-life pictures of your favorite comic strip characters looking so real, you'd think they could walk and talk. There's Flash Gordon and uh, Toots and Casper and Cindy and Superman, of course. Eighteen new and different buttons and all. You'll have a mighty slick collection when you pin them on your jacket or dress or cap. You see, these pep comic buttons that you've been collecting right along have been mighty popular with all the fellows and girls. That's why Kellogg's Pep put out this brand-new series, so that you can have even more fun collecting them and and swapping duplicates with your pal. And the best part is, you don't have to send in any money for these swell prices. Not even a box stop. 
and you can't buy them anywhere, but you get a comic button every time Mom opens a package of Kellogg's Pep. That's Pep, the sunshine cereal, the good whole wheat flakes with a catchy sunshine flavor. So crisp and tender that you're glad when breakfast time rolls around. So get your prizes, gang, and the good eating in P-E-P, Kellogg's Pep. As Clark Kent and Jimmy Olsen and Max Taxi approach the Metropolis Hotel, eyebrows and busters, the two men in possession of Superman's letter, are leaving the elevator and walking through the lobby to the doors. Even if it was true, and this can't die, is Superman. That's a lot, you know. Okay, okay. But like I say, if he is, we're playing with dynamite. So what? Well, so what? Oh, ain't we got trouble enough keeping clear of the cops without getting in trouble with you? Well, you keep your shut. But look. Shut up. Follow me outside. Gotta get a cab. Oh, I don't like this. Ah. There's an empty cab. Come on, Buster. Listen, will you? I tell you, we're playing with dynamite. I'm willing to play with a little dynamite for a million bucks. Aren't you? Well, yeah, but I don't... Get in the cab. Where where are we going? Do a little investigating. 1426 Market Street, driver. And step on the gas. bearing eyebrows and buster draws away from the Metropolis Hotel. Another taxi pulls to a stop in front of the hotel, and Clark Kent, Jimmy Olsen, and Max the driver emerge and hurry into the lobby. One moment earlier, and they would have intercepted the men they seek. Now, what will happen? Tomorrow's episode is swift and exciting, gang, so don't miss it. Tune in, same time, same station. And remember, for breakfast, it's Kellogg's Pep. For excitement, the adventures of Superman. Superman is a copyrighted feature appearing in Superman DC comic magazines and is brought to you Monday through Friday at the same time by Kellogg's Pep, the sunshine cereal. Say, who's in the know about kids in other countries, how they look and how they dress? Well, Kellogg has the answer with the cutouts on packages of Kellogg's crumbles. Boy, will the kids in your family have a load of fun with these dolls of all nations, cutting them out and and changing their costumes and collecting all six countries in the series, like Switzerland, Russia, Sweden. Two cutout dolls on every package in full color. That's dolls of all nations on packages of Kellogg's Crumbles. And be sure to be with us tomorrow for the thrilling adventures of Superman. This is the Mutual Broadcasting System.